Go wild with Nation Gear's end of regular season merch madness sale. Nation Gear is offering our favorite fans 20% off all regular season merch. And we're going to give you free shipping on any orders over $200. Stock up your closet for the playoffs. Rep your team and grab that merch you've been eyeing up all season long. Don't wait. This sale only lasts from April 1st until April 7th. Shop the sale at nationgear.ca. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Blue Jays Today, where your boys, we always got something to say about the Toronto Blue Jays. I'm your host, Adam Peddle. And I'm your host, Nicholas Playlog. And today, folks, we're going to be looking at that upcoming Toronto Blue Jays season, really looking at the expectations and then the realities, right? What is the ceiling for this Toronto Blue Jays season? What is the floor? We're going to break all of that down and more after what has been a fatiguing offseason, guys. Let us know your thoughts in the comments down below. Please hit the like and smash the subscribe button. So let's just start out by mm. I kind of looking at this offseason and, and I guess just acknowledging the fact that it didn't really go necessarily the way that we all intended it. I mean, there is still Cody Bellinger on the board and Matt Chabon and whatever. But when we're making this video, I think that we're all assuming we're done. Yeah, we're done. And yeah, you're right. It didn't go like we expected. And we've kind of graded this off season in previous podcasts. And like, yeah, I'd give it a solid D plus. Right. You know what I mean? Unless they were going out and getting some other kind of guy. It just feels like a D plus kind of year. Mm-hmm. Really kind of trusting the guys that they have. I mean, that, not necessarily that they're going to be a bad team, right? Because they could obviously still go out there and compete for the AL East. You know, mm-hmm. there is a chance out there. We are projected to be amongst the mix, right? And also make playoffs and maybe do some sort of push deep run. Like, very small chance. Yeah. But there is a chance, right? And just because we had a bad offseason doesn't mean it's the end of that. But... What does that mean now for the Toronto Blue Jays? Yeah. Like, what are we what are we expecting, bro? Well, last year, Toronto Blue Jays, they won 89 games, which is good, but not necessarily where we want it to be. And I think a key statistic for us, we were talking about this mm-hmm. on a uh, on a recent live stream, and it really put in perspective this entire offseason, but it was looking at the players that we lost and looking at the players that we brought in. And again, this does not mm-hmm. factor in the pre-existing players like Guerrero and like Manoa and like Bobachet and all these guys who were on the team last year and who could potentially have better years this upcoming season. But we lost six war in mm-hmm. total. Six mm-hmm. war from Matt Chapman, from uh, from Brandon Belt, from from Jordan Hicks, right? Yeah. Six war collectively. And, it, and I think that when you're walking in, you kind of need to factor that into what your expectation for this team might be. Not necessarily saying that we're just automatically going to drop down to 83 wins, but I do think it's very intriguing that Fangraphs actually literally has the Toronto Blue Jays projected for 
83 mm-hmm. wins, which is exactly six war difference right. from last season to this season. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, that is pretty funny. You nailed it on the head with the whole six war thing. But, you know, they're also they're, they're putting into factor a number of things. Obviously, how they played last year, how, the, uh, how they're projected all these players to play in the upcoming year. Uh, but we all know baseball, every baseball season is a completely different season. Totally, where yeah. There's different stories and different guys performing at their ceilings, at their floors. So there's a number of factors that are going to play into it. And obviously, we all know that this is probably not what it's going to look like when it's all said and done. I hope not. I hope not. Or else it's going to be a very depressing season. Yeah. Where, you know, it's going to be very sad uh, watching it as a Toronto Blue Jays fan. Um, but yeah, so I think there's going to be a lot of different expectations for this upcoming year. I mean, this this team itself has got quite a high ceiling, yeah. in my opinion. And I think I do think they got quite a low floor, right? If in this high ceiling scenario... If you don't really get a good bounce back from George Springer at the top part of your lineup, if you're not going to get an MVP quality player from uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. in that top part of the lineup as well, and if the pitching isn't uh, the same, you know, then you're going to hit like a really low floor. But if all that does happen, sure. you could win 93, 94. You could be competing for the AL East, right, mm-hmm. uh, for the title. I really do think there's a big swing, and it all depends on those guys. Yeah, and, and I do think that the biggest factor here is the hitting for sure. And we, we really hammered that point home all off season. But as, as far as range of outcomes go, I don't really see the Toronto Blue Jays pitching staff barring any serious injuries, right? Because you can never count for that, right? If somebody mm-hmm. has to get Tommy John, then somebody needs to get Tommy John, yeah, and that yeah, just yeah. fucking sucks. But assuming that everybody is predominantly healthy for the whole year, I don't see that pitching staff, you know, automatically becoming a bottom half unit. No. Like, yeah. like I think that at minimum, you're still going to be looking at a top 15, probably closer to like a top 10 unit in the entire MLB. And that's just because it is so deep. And they also brought in Yariel Rodriguez. Manoa should be in mm-hmm. for a bounce back. And you got Ricky Tiedemann waiting in the wings if you have to do that. So I think that the, the pitching unit there, the range of outcomes is pretty good. It does feel like you're going to live and die here with that Toronto Blue Jays lineup. And that's where that ceiling and that's where that floor comes in. And so for expectations, mm-hmm. as far as like where we are really projecting this team, I think I am expecting them to bounce back. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that they need to bounce back if you want to see this team and this unit, potentially some of, the, some of those guys get extended and for this window to last longer. But I think a realistic expectation for me is from what you've done in the offseason, you go to the wild card series again, and then we don't know, right? Yeah, <laughs> and and yeah. that's where it kind of like it all the shit hits the fan because we still haven't seen that postseason success. Yeah, like to comment on your expectation of like that they should bounce back, I think that they should bounce back because that's what Ross Atkins is telling us, mm-hmm. right? The Based on what they did this offseason, they said, well, we don't need to go get any big guys. We we, we don't need to trade for Juan Soto. Yeah, they pushed for Otani. He's, he's a different animal. He's a unicorn. Like, of course they're going to push for him and try their hardest. But they're not going to go get Matt Chapman. They're not going to go get Cody Bellinger. So they're not going to trade for Juan Soto. So they trust the guys they have now. So they also expect them to bounce back. Now, yes, the reality of the situation. Okay, what do we think is actually going to happen? I think you're right. They're going to probably squeak into the playoffs. But what are they going to do at that point? I See, it's hard to predict that they're going to go and get a lot better because we don't know what they're going to do at the trade deadline. Because I really think they need to go make some sort of big splash at the trade deadline. Because, yeah, I, I hope that the pitching staff is healthy, but that's pretty hopeful, you know what I mean? Because we got really lucky last year and blessed with a, quite a healthy staff. you got to expect 
one of those guys to maybe go down to the industry, one of those guys to underperform, and maybe we have to go make a trade. Maybe we want to go add another big thumping bat in Atlanta. Maybe we see what it is, and we're like, okay, Vlad is really popping off. George is really popping off, but there's a dead hole at that third base bag. Let's go make a trade. So depending on that team, there could be a total second-half team that we need to turn around. Yeah, it's it's impossible to predict post-trade deadline, Mm -hmm. but, I mean, just looking at the squad as a whole, and this is something that kind of blew my mind the other day. Somebody commented on one of our most recent videos, uh, and they said... uh, if you would have told me when Kevin Biggio and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and Bo Bichette were coming up and making their debuts, right? Because we all remember the hype. We remember mm-hmm. it was like the trifecta. It was Biggio, it was Guerrero, it was Bo Bichette. Every MLB graphic had those guys Literally. with babies on them. Yeah, and yeah. Their like dad's this, jerseys. This was yeah. the trio, and all of their fathers were elite in the MLB, and that meant that they were going to be elite in the MLB, and they were all on one team, and it was going to lead us to you know phenomenal places. And this guy commented, he said, if you would have told me when those three guys debuted that we would have had zero postseason success up until this point, five years later. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. She said, I wouldn't believe you. And yeah, I was like, you know yeah, what? You, you're right. You're, you're so right. I, w- I wouldn't have expected that either. Bro, I was looking back at some of our old content, and one of our first trailers on this channel, uh, we, I think I said it. I was like, 2024, Blue Jays will win a World Series. Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy shit, that's this we're, year. We're there. That's this year. Yeah. And, and that was the expectation. It's like, we're going to gradually get better. We're going to make a playoff. We're going to maybe go to the ALCS in 2023. And then my expectation was then we go to the World Series. So when I was thinking about t- doing this podcast with you, I was like, hmm, like, am I thinking about the expectations from back in the day because those expectations were world series this year yeah but now it's a lot different now i'm thinking damn expectation like win a playoff series totally win a playoff series which just feels sad to say i don't really see this team going on a deep world series run this year well and we're obviously just making this content seeing what happened last year knowing that they haven't necessarily won a playoff game because the second that they do win a goddamn playoff game i'm buying all the way and they're going to the world series because how can we expect them to go to the world series if they haven't even won a game in the playoffs it is it is very difficult right but i think it all starts with that confidence that you build in the regular season and specifically from your own division right if you Mm -hmm. could potentially become 
become a division winner, then that is just so much more confidence heading into the playoffs where you now get home field advantage. You, you get all that different stuff, you know, in, in your favor. Mm. And last year, they were just getting annihilated by the AL East, right? And, yeah. and I felt like the writing was kind of on the wall for the Toronto Blue Jays being like, when you go up against a competitive team, because the AL East, they were all competitive, they just didn't stand up. 21 and 31. That mm. is something. That is a reality that needs to change in 2024. And for me, I think that if you're Ross Atkins and I think that if you're John Schneider, you can't have that happen again because that those statistics, if we finish the season, even if we finish with like 89 games again, if you're still getting dummied by your own division, that's when the you know upper management of Rogers goes, maybe we do need to make a change because like we can't even compete in our in our own in our own yeah. section right now. Yeah, oh I mean like you have to beat the AL East uh, teams to be a good team in the playoffs. Because if you can't beat, like if we're always we're always complaining, like oh, AL East is so hard, so hard. I want to be in an easier division so that I can we can go and win the division. Okay, well, I, what's going to happen when you go to the postseason? You're going to face all these AL East teams, so it doesn't matter. You yeah. have to learn to beat them. I think it's a great benefit that the Blue Jays get to face 13 games each against one of these AL East teams because it trains you to learn how to beat them when it matters the most. And we didn't do that last year, and now you're seeing what happens this offseason. New York Yankees got significantly better in their pitching and their hitting. The Baltimore Orioles traded for Corbin Burns, mm -hmm. they, and they added in uh, a great bullpen piece in Craig Kimbrell. So they got better in their pitching, so we had to still go out we gotta defeat them. Yeah. Uh, and then you're looking over Tampa Rays, who could always be sneaky. Yeah, they trade away some guys. There's issues over there, but they're gonna find a way the to be pretty always sneaky. Phenomenal. There. Exactly. Right. So what's gonna? Ch are we expecting them to just all of a sudden, you know, beat them? That's well, tough to what say. What do you What do you make of the Fangraphs projection? Because the Fangraphs projection had us at 83 wins, but they had us finishing fourth in the American League right. Division. And I could I understand that that is within the range of outcomes, just because yeah. this is such a it, it is so so competitive this division so it is within the range of outcomes but i think my bias has taken over here and i'm saying i don't think that is going to happen i am expecting the toronto blue jays to do a little bit better than that yeah i don't really like their whole projection of wins there's no way i mean maybe there could be there is a reality where this happens but very unlikely that yankees only end up with 88 84 84 83 80 like the one of the best teams in in or one of the best divisions in baseball just can't do that unless we're all beating each other up but i mean you saw them beat each other up last year and look what happened you yeah. still can have games outside Dude, of your division and here's the thing you know we got our asses whooped 21 and 31 yeah. but still had 89 wins. Exactly. You know, you're you're so. going to get the wins outside of your division, absolutely. So I don't really care about that part. And, and what I care about is the, the fourth place. I mean, Rays over Orioles. Rays feel like they're going down just in terms of the personnel that like kind of left their team in 2023, like Glasnow going. And, I mean, Wanda Franco's not going to play baseball ever again. Like, you, you, you still see those big impact players gone. Mm -hmm. you got to imagine that, okay, well, that's going to – hurt them a little bit, but you never know. You never know. They could still be sneaky, but second, I'd, I'd rather put Orioles up there. I think realistically, Blue Jays are going to be third, and in terms of the wild card in the AL East, they're going to be third, second, kind of yeah. flirting with that all season Yeah, long. I do think that the Toronto Blue Jays' reality is a little bit better than what Fangraphs is projecting it to be, but with all that being said, with the Toronto Blue Jays going out this offseason and bringing in a veteran in Justin Turner, uh, bringing back Kevin Kiermeyer, bringing in Yariel Rodriguez, and then really focusing this offseason on relying on the current talent, looking at that prospect pool, you're going to see some prospects come up. It's hard to predict what they're going to do, but you're going to see some prospects, and then also factoring in the fact that Matt Chapman's gone, Brandon Belt's gone, Jordan Hicks is gone. What is a realistic 
floor and what is a realistic ceiling for these Toronto Blue Jays in 2024. Whoa, time for your daily Betway breather. A quick reminder that the best place to bet is on Betway. Must be 19 years of age or older to play in collaboration with iGaming Ontario. Please bet responsibly. Now, back to the content. Yeah, a realistic floor could literally be a just sub 500 team. I, I was going to really say see. like 78. Yeah, 78. You, I could realistic, realistically see that. If the offense doesn't bounce back, okay, that's part of this this reality. You get some injuries in your pitching staff. And pitching staff is going to carry you. I mean, look, our offense was doo-doo last year, let's mm -hmm. face it. But the pitching was phenomenal. Still carried us to 89 wins. But if you get some injuries or some underperformances by two or three guys in that rotation... Yeah, and you saw the same lineup. It's it's going to be pretty brutal. You're going to see them be a sub-500 team. Totally, dude. Because, again, we started this thing off, and I was saying that the pitching staff, like, I still believe that it is yeah. going to be good. Yeah. But if it is closer to the bottom half of that, you know, top 10, for instance, like, mm -hmm. if they were, like, 8th or ninth in the league, but the offense was still the way that they were last year, now you are looking at, like, an 80-win team, right? Yeah. Like, they yeah. had to be a, a top-5, top-3 unit in yeah. the entire MLB even to make it into the playoffs right yep. and it is really hard to do that year over year so i could still see a reality where the pitching staff is good just not necessarily as good as they were last year and if the offense doesn't do what they need to do and doesn't pull their weight then yeah you are looking at a team that could be 78 79 80 wins in terms of the ceiling i mean it does kind of feel like the sky's the limit here it, it feels like any one of maybe not any one but a lot of those toronto blue jays pitchers they could win Cy Young. I could see reality where Kevin Gosman walks away with it. Oh, I could yeah. see reality where Alec Manoa comes back and oh, he, yeah. you know, he loses like 40, 50 pounds in the offseason and revenge tour. And now he's Cy Young. Yeah. You know, or Jose Barrios, right? Yeah. There is a lot of guys who could potentially do that. And then on the hitting side of things, I mean, we're kind of counting him out because he's getting older, but George Springer yeah. is still a guy. Bo Bichette. A lot of ABs. A lot of at-bats. And I mean, I still think that we haven't seen the best year from Bo Bichette yeah, yet. Yeah, and Entering their primes right now. Him literally. And exactly. And we got to factor this in, too. Guerrero, I mean, he just had an arbitration case where they tried to, to they tried to take away two, $2 million. That should tell him everything he needs to know, that nothing is guaranteed in the MLB mm -hmm. right now. And if you do want to get paid, this is the next two years to do that. So I could 100% see reality where this lineup does bounce back. And if you get that pitching as well... I'm thinking that the ceiling could even be like 96 wins for this yeah, team. Yeah, re the reality, the high ceiling reality is you win the AL East, right? Because right. if you roll out that pitching staff, which can be the best in the American League when they're all clicking, and that lineup with a MVP Vladdy, that's mm -hmm. huge. And then George Springer, we're looking at, it, uh, at an older podcast uh, just yesterday, and he almost had 700 plate appearances, right? right? Like if you add him batting back where he was when we first signed him, Holy crap. I don't think he's going to ever do that. It'll give me something in terms of the OPS plus of like what Bo Bichette gave you last year. Mm -hmm. he, he could very well do that. Bo Bichette steps up a, another level. Dude, that would be a dangerous top three. Yeah. And then if everyone just does their job below them, this lineup could be a top five lineup. And a top five lineup with a top five pitching staff? Damn. That is, you're winning the AL East. And now my expectations at that point with them doing that is you got to go all the way, man. Yeah. you got to go all the way. No, I, I completely agree, dude. And I think that's why right now, like, you're seeing the ceiling that we just went down. Ceiling on the floor, that's almost a difference yeah. of 20 games, basically. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. it is a massive difference. And, and I would argue that I do think that the reality of what's going to happen this season is probably going to be in between that. I think that if I had to bet it right now, Toronto Blue Jays, to me, they feel like a 
high 80 win team. 88 wins feels like a good number. Throwing that out there yep. right now, yep. just based off of what we've seen in this offseason, who is getting better, who they brought in, who they lost. I'm thinking that they absolutely could do better than that, and they probably do need to do better than that if they want to make a playoff run, even even make the playoffs. But that feels to me like probably the closest thing to a reality yeah. right now that we can judge for the Toronto Blues. Yeah, I, I said it as well too. Yeah, that's that's kind of the reality I'm looking at, that, and that's and that's my personal expectation. I, I expect them to be kind of exactly where they were. If I look, they plateaued last year, mm-hmm. even a little bit lower. Uh, and I, based on the off season and, and based on you know six war we got to make up, like even if they do make up all that war, you're kind of back in the exact yeah. same place you were. So, and I am expecting to get better. So, man, I I think we're gonna get just into the wild card. Uh, but that reality I kind of flirted with a little bit uh, uh, earlier uh, of the potential of making some big splashes at the deadline. I think that's gonna be the game changing move. You really got to get some more personnel in there. If these guys aren't popping off like crazy. That's the thing, know? though. I mean, the only way that they're going to do that is that you prove it in the first two, three months of baseball. Yeah, yeah. you got to show 100%. the management that, like, hey, if you go out and you get these guys, World there's style. actually a chance that we could go oh, yeah. all the way this year. Absolutely. And there hasn't, there wasn't really that last year. It kind of, and I feel like that's why they didn't make that, a whole exactly, lot of moves. Exactly, exactly. Because, you know, even though we all wanted them to, I think the management saw the writing on the wall, which was... Is this our year to ship off all these yeah, prospects? Yeah. Like, probably yeah, not, you know? Yeah. So if we want that to be the reality, then the first few months is going to be critical for these Toronto Blue Jays folks. But mm-hmm. let us know your thoughts about all this in the comments down below. What do you think the Toronto Blue Jays season is going to look like in 2024? And what is your projected win total for this team and where they finish in the American League East? Let us know down below. Guys, and please make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And $3 a month to become a Patreon member. Shout out and thank you to all of our current Patreon members and to our YouTube members as well. You guys are freaking awesome. Thanks so much for watching. Watching. And as always, go, go Chase, Chase Go! go!